Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Woods. Putting STEM into every classroom every day. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods, and we chat with people who are doing all sorts of interesting and innovative and amazing stuff in their classrooms to help help their kids be able to be better learners, to find new ways to connect with them and help them to grow. And with us today is Alice Aspinall. She's a high school math teacher from Ontario, Canada. You can find her on YouTube, Mrs. A Loves Math, and I know that Mrs. A Loves Math, and she'll tell you all about that and the amazing things she puts on YouTube. You can find her on Twitter, at Alice Aspinall. She's an author, and uh, I think you're going to find some really interesting things that she has to share. So welcome to the show, Alice. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and so excited. First of all, Alice, you've got a, a book for children, but yet you're a high school math teacher. So that's kind of a neat dichotomy there, first of all, right? Yes, uh, they're sort of uh, two different worlds combined with my love for math, but I have young children. So that's where the idea from the book came from. Um, but uh, high school math is my my regular everyday career that yeah. I also love very much. Yeah. Cause a lot of, a lot of that math education, it really does. It starts at home. It starts at a young age. That's where, that's where those mindsets really start and, and dig in. Right. Absolutely. Right. From, from birth is when we want to start um, talking numbers at home. Uh, it's really, really important for our children's future in, in uh, math. In, in fact, you have a, a really good graphic on your, on your website, uh, and, and your website is? Uh, EveryoneCanLearnMath.com. That sounds easy enough. EveryoneCanLearnMath.com. It's true. Everyone That's can. right. So, um, first of all, Alice, why don't you just tell us how you, how you got to be a teacher and how you got to be this uh, lover of math? Uh, well, I can, it's not really an exciting story because I, as far back <laughs> as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a teacher and I sort of toyed with other um, careers mm-hmm. as a child. Through, like I, I considered um, being a doctor at one point, but my parents really um, didn't like that idea. They, okay. they thought that I would be in school too long and that uh, they would rather me get a career faster than that. And so they didn't really encourage that idea for long. So I went back to my first my first choice of being a teacher. And then the, the math um, really didn't happen until I was in high school. That's when I really um, started to enjoy math and the high-level math I found interesting and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so... At that moment, I knew I would be a math teacher, and I actually went straight from high school into a program in university that was a math and education combined program, um, so geared towards uh, teaching right yep. away. Yep, yep. That, and, and, and that's great because, you know, you got to right away, you got to get that good foundation of math and that good foundation of how to be an educator. And, and yes. frankly, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit tough sometimes for an elementary teacher who's, who's not a, a math expert to begin with. Right. You, you decide to be a math teacher. You didn't decide to be a doctor. And, and now you're teaching high school math, but yet here you are writing a children's book. So, and, and the book is called Everyone Can Learn Math, right? Yes, it's a children's picture book called Everyone Can Learn Math. And uh, I didn't set out to be an author 
that wasn't the goal. So mm -hmm. it was never uh, something where I thought, you know, I want to write a book. What should I write a book about? That's not how it went, how it came about at all. It was more like, I have young children. My yep. friends have young children. I'm hearing more and more people saying the dreaded phrase, I was never good at math. Oh. And, and it really just irks me. And so I thought, let me find a book that I can recommend to people uh -huh. with young children that will encourage a positive attitude towards math. Kind of like, when, you know when your kids are potty training, you buy yeah. them a book about the bear being potty trained? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they have a sibling coming, so you buy them the book about how to be a big sister or a big brother. And, and there should be, and there should be plenty of books about you're a kid, you should like math, right? Right. Yeah. So anyway, there should be, but there weren't. So I could find lots of books about growth mindset, but nothing specific to math. Okay. So then I thought, well, uh, what, you know, I did what every sane person does, which is, I thought, well, how hard could it be? <laughs> And, and so I, I went about this project and I do have an, I have an English background. I, I did take, get a minor in English okay. um, and I taught English for a few years. So I have a little bit of an English background and I thought, let me see what I can do here. And I consulted with some people and uh, then we were able to, to get this beautiful, awesome book made. Yeah, the, the rest is history, right? Yeah. And, and I should just say everybody that it's available on hardcover or paperback or ebook version. Even you can find it, you know, Amazon and anywhere else you can find books, yes. uh, wherever you like to find books. And, and really it's, it is, it's an, it's an inspiring children's picture book and it's beautifully written. It's beautifully drawn. And the story is really about a, a girl who is struggling with, with math, but figures out in the rest of her life that there's lessons that can help her be better at math. Right. That's right. Right. She she's struggling with math and gives gives up and says she's just not a math person and she's feeling um, very discouraged. Doesn't do her math assignment. Oh, and that never story, happens. Yeah, never. Right. Right. As the story goes on, she she starts to make connections between the math she gave up on and other things in life that she and her friends have to work really hard at to get better in like mm -hmm. sports and dance and there's some other references there she mm -hmm. starts to make these connections and and thinks well maybe i could apply that same mindset to learning math which she does and of course you know how that story ends yep yep you know she she succeeds with a with a little bit of struggle and and trying again she's able to be successful and and it sounds like i mean any teacher has a kid, at least one kid, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing at least one kid that probably feels like, like the character in that book. And, and, and just having that book as available as a resource in your classroom, especially like elementary grade levels, right? Or, or even mm -hmm. if your kid is younger than that and hasn't started school yet. Yeah, we want, to, we want to instill that idea in our children from a very young age that math is doable. It's not an abstract subject that you only do in school. Yes. But rather an everyday thing. It's like, you know, we start with literacy really young with our kids. Like we're told from birth yep. that we should be reading. I don't, I don't remember the recommendation, but so many books per day, so many uh, words per day to make them good readers later on. And the same thing is true for numeracy. We need to start very young and talk numbers with our kids very young 
so that they learn that math is not just a subject that we do in school that needs to be mastered in school. Right. It's not. And if, if we do that, I mean, just like this podcast, you know, Alice is, is called the STEM everyday podcast. Cause right. I, I want, I want people to think about STEM being something that you do every day. That's same right. Thing, same thing I with know math. We share, we share the same uh, values there and the same message for sure. Yeah. And, and I know there's a great resource on your website that, that really shows here's some things you can do at each age level of a kid, like age yes. two, here's something you can do. Age four, here's something you can do. Right. People have been asking me a lot, what, what are some ideas to, to get the number talk going at home? And so I, I worked on, I brainstormed some ideas there, but I mean, that is not an exhaustive list whatsoever. Right. There's numbers in everything that we do at all times. So, and not just numbers, but just the logic and reasoning, which is a math um, topic too. And, and one of the other things that you said about the book is the growth mindset idea. So tell our listeners, what is growth mindset if they haven't heard it or, or even just put it in your words, even if they have thought of it differently? So growth mindset is an attitude or an idea that we can all improve mm-hmm. in anything with um, meaningful practice and um, like specific targeted practice with a good feedback, um, help, examples. But the, the point is we can all improve even just slightly, but there can always be improvement and we're not just fixed in our abilities. Yeah. It's, it's like, we're always taking steps forward. We're, we're never just stationary. Yes. We're not fixed with our abilities. Um, in other words, we're not born with the ability to do or not do something, um, that we can all, be successful in our own way. And that doesn't mean, I think the the problem with growth growth mindset is that people think it means that you're going to be an all-star just because you work hard. And that's not, that's not really the message that we're sending to kids. It's, it's that everybody can improve and everybody's level of improvement might be different from each other, but we can all make improvements with that hard work and dedication and practice. Right. Well, I mean, you talked about in in your book, Alice, and again, we're chatting with Alice Aspinall. And again, you can find her on, on Twitter at Alice Aspinall or on YouTube, Mrs. A loves math and her website, everyone can learn math.com. But again, in your book, you talked about the main character and, and she was good at ballet and good at these different sports and things. And she was able to apply that to the classroom. Now that didn't mean she was an all-star at any of those other things as well, but she, she found some success in that and you can find success in the classroom in every subject. That's right. Right. And we, we have to remember everyone is a different starting point. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's success is going to look different and everyone's improvement will look different. But the point is that we are always striving for that progress and improvement, not necessarily to be at the top, but just to be better. Yeah. And you mentioned also about parents in there. And sometimes that message of uh, when you, when you said it, it just makes my, my hair stand on end. That idea of I was born not being good at math. And sometimes those things can come from parents. Oh, very often they come from parents. I, we hear it all the time. And even in their older students, I hear parents say all the time, I'm not surprised. I was never good at math or, um, 
I had a friend who told me that um, when she was growing up, her mom said, you know, in math, all you have to get is the 50. You just have to get the 50 in math because I understand I could never do it either. Oh. And so like when we're setting our children up with those kinds of expectations, yeah, it's really giving them the out and the excuse to not struggle through and, and improve themselves in that subject that they're finding more difficult. Right. And, and not to mention like they're also going to find it difficult just because we're telling them it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I always find that myself as a high school math teacher, just like, just like you, Alice, and I'm sure you've done the same thing where you, where you sometimes find, find yourself saying, Oh, this is easy. And, and that sometimes can be one of the most terrible things you can say yes. to the kids because it's not easy for all of them. Or if you always say, Oh, this is really difficult. Well, it's like, well, I'm not even going to try that, you know? Yes. Our language is very, very important and, and it has lasting effects on our children and on our students. The words we choose to use are very important. Mm-hmm. And so as, as this book that you've written, Alice, um, again, it's called everyone can learn math. How important a book, having a book like that, having a resource like that in your, in your school library, in your classroom, in your home, uh, can be a, a tremendous thing to help a kid be reminded that I'm not going to be perfect at math. I'm going to get things wrong, but I have to, to keep with it and I have to, I have to work hard at it. Exactly. That's the message that we want to send. It's okay to struggle, but struggling is that first step to being successful. Yeah. I I really liked on on your website, you said that you believe that, quote, everyone can learn math and I'm on a mission to prove it. Yes. (laughs) It's it's your mission. It is my mission. I'm very passionate about this um, for sure. So I'm working really hard to get this message out and trying to spread it to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. because I think it's an important one. And I think we're really doing our, our kids a disservice by allowing them to not try hard in math from the very start. Yeah. Yeah. If it's easy to give up, then, then they're going to give up. If it's, if, or if it's too easy on the opposite spec- side of the spectrum, if it's too easy, they're going to turn off as well. So That's right. And then challenging work, challenging meaningful work, work is necessary too for, for our students who are, are learning at a more advanced level or maybe are coming into school with a better background of math. Mm-hmm. But that's also because then, then we don't want issues of, you know, disinterest and, yeah. and um, putting it aside because it's, it's not engaging them. Right, right. Another thing I wanted to bring up with you, Alice, you do a bunch of videos and and you've posted them on YouTube. Yes. That's that's a a really, you know, putting yourself out there for the world kind of thing. First of all, is it, is it easy to do for an educator and, and is it, is it helpful to your kids? Is it easy? It's not difficult, but it takes up a lot of time. Okay. So if you go to my YouTube channel, you'll see that I have a lot of videos. I think I, I have over 80 videos now, I think. Yep. And so I have a lot of them. They take a lot of time, but um, they are very low budget videos as I tell my students. So yep. there are, there are no bells and whistles, no fancy editing going on here. I sit at a desk with an iPad on a um, like an arm kind of stand. Yep, yep. And uh, and I just and I record with markers, yeah. so they're very low budget, but um, they take a lot of time to do because I there's you know you have to do a little prep work, make sure you have the good good example and you've worked yep. it out and. Yep. Um, Sometimes you have to start over and then there's the, 
you know, so it's, it's definitely a lot of work, but it's not, it's not a difficult thing to do, but it does put yourself out there. And, and if you are making them public, mine are public. So you open yourself up to comments from the whole world. So that can be difficult sometimes. And, but at the same time, I mean, when someone comes across those from a different school and says, wow, these are really helpful to me, that that's also very rewarding too. And, and you said you're recording them with an iPad on an arm and markers and piece of paper. And that's right. That, that's not complicated. That's, that's, that's not tough. And if, if that's something that you as a teacher uh, listening to this think that's something I would love to do. If you don't understand maybe some of the steps, ask another teacher in your school, ask for some help, ask a district technology coordinator or, or whoever is around you say, help me. I'd love to do this for my kids. Right. And you know, um, our kids right now are very into video. I think we are also into video, right? When you need yep. to find out how to do something. I think the first thing we do now in in our age of the internet is to go to YouTube and find a video on how to do it. Exactly. And the power of video is so strong and and helpful to our students that there there's no reason why we shouldn't use that tool that's available to us. It's free to do and it's, yep. it's not difficult. Yeah. Uh, but of course with, with any idea, you've got to put in the time. Yep. So, so that's the, the big thing, but it's, it's really easy to do. I've done that for, for close to three years now. And um, I, I could see the demographics on my page and they get around the world for sure. I've got people watching videos um, all hours of the day and in yeah. many different countries. So it's, it's really cool to see. The yeah. concepts stretching to different countries, and of course, it's math. So the language of math is understood by all. Yep, yep. So, so that's that's fun to see. Yeah, and and again, um, you can find you can find Alice on on YouTube at Mrs. A Loves Math, and of course, all these things will be in the show notes as well. Final question: I love to ask everybody, Alice, if you could have a guest speaker in your classroom, somebody from science, technology, engineering, and math, to just inspire your kids, who who would that be? Well, I, I have two. That's okay. You can first, have two guest speakers. The I allow first it. one, the first one is the more obvious answer because I'm very um, pro growth mindset in math, and the whole premise for my book came from the research done by Joe Bowler, professor yep. at Stanford University. Um, I'm sure many people have heard of her, and she has a book called Mathematical Mindsets, and it's awesome. Um, so that would be fantastic. I've met her and she's so lovely and really exudes everything that you read about in her book, um, with a passion. Uh, I already show her videos to my students often in her, um, weeks of inspirational math. Cool. I would definitely have her if I could. And then my, my other choice would be James Tanton and James is the, um, exploding dots guy. <laughs> which is um, which is interesting because Alice told me about this before we started this podcast and I had never heard of James Tanton. Which and, I find so surprising. So now you're going to have to go look up all of his videos and learn about the exploding dots. I am going to have to. And, and anybody who's listening that doesn't know what the exploding dots are, you're going to have to look them up too, just like I am. Yes. So James is so engaging. There are videos. There's a whole website uh, uh, devoted to the Global Math Project where they're trying to get classes from around the world all doing math at the same time. And um, the concept of the exploding dots can be done with addition all the way up to and beyond polynomial long division. 
Oh, good. Because every, everybody wants to do polynomial long division. Yes. Well, I do. I love doing, I think it's so fun. Polynomial long division is one of my favorite lessons. Actually, I do. I, I enjoy it. Too. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking not everybody is, is, is going to share that excitement. So maybe not, but I, but I wish everybody would. And yeah. if anyone can, can bring out that excitement in polynomial long division, it is James Tanton. Yeah, you know, that, that, that could be my, you know, his slogan, you know, I can make polynomial long division exciting. Yes. <laughs> what else is there to accomplish in life if you can do that? So, <laughs> right, right. Um, Alice, uh, it's been it's been great chatting with you. Um, again, Alice's book. I would encourage you to check it out. It's called Everyone Can Learn Math. It's a great picture book for for your kids. Um, again, I would I would suggest you find her on on Twitter and connect with her there. Ask her questions. Uh, see the different things and resources that she's got on her website. Everyone can learn math. Um, any other last thoughts you want to share, Alice, before before we get going? I'll just uh, we'll we'll really drive home that idea that parents can start talking about math right in the home from a young age, and we need to be explicit about it and say we are we are doing math right now. Like it's not a bad word to say it. We need to to tell our kids math is all around us, yep. and we're constantly talking about math, and that's okay. Exactly. And, and, and if we're pointing it out that it's there, then, then those kids are going to start to see it and they're going to realize that there is a reason why we're learning this. And, and then us high school teachers like, like you and I, Alice, we're not going to hear that question. When are we ever going to use this stuff anyway? Quite as often. Right, right. I hope not. That's, that's a goal. That's, 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 that's why you're on a mission to prove yes. that everyone can learn math. So you got it. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us today, Alice. It's been great having, having you on the show today. Thank you, Chris. It's been so much fun. And uh, again, Alice Aspinall, you can connect with her all over. And uh, thanks again for listening to this episode of STEM Everyday Podcast. You can find all the great episodes on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Uh, leave a review, subscribe, leave a comment. Find me on Twitter at Daily STEM. I love to share great ideas with you. And we'll talk to you again next time. You're listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit remarkablechatter.com. Thank <laughs> you.